There is one, an, an organisation that has been pretty diabolical over the last few seasons. So give yourself some props, actually. All those um, NFL GMs listening to our podcast, just getting all yeah, of the best tips in the NFL. What do you expect? <laughs> Let's body go. Hello and welcome to the Throw It In Rotation podcast. For those of you who don't know, we are a UK-based NFL podcast and we basically go through, when, when we fancy it really, just some content about the NFL. There's no strict schedule or anything. We want to do it when we want to do it Fuck. and have a bit of fun. We took a look at some NFL Week 1 storylines and we also had some value bets for Week 2 and actually we haven't done an episode since then. But we're back. And we are here to deliver some trade deadline news. Obviously, the deadline is shortly arriving. That will be there on Halloween, Tuesday, October 31st, 4pm um, Eastern Time in the US, whatever that is over in the UK. I'm not actually too sure. Um, if you are wondering why there is a new voice as the host, then there is, because um, my name is Ashley, and I am hosting today's episode. But as always, I am yes, joined baby. by Harry Discom. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Happy to be back in front of the mic. Happy to be back, staring at your beautiful face, Ashley. Um, NFL is is at the forefront of my mind today, as we the Buccaneers, my team, are playing the Bills, who um, my housemate resupport. So they'll be. Um, That'll be an interesting one tonight. Or two teams maybe not in the best of forms, but yeah, no, let's let's body go. Yeah, I'm sure we will have a little quick look at that Bills Bucks game at some point. Um, we'll perhaps have a little prediction for that at the end of the episode. But what we will do, um, I'll just explain how we're going to go through today's episode. As I already mentioned, the NFL trade deadline is here um, for next next week. It'll be next Tuesday, um, and so. I'm sure that plenty of teams across the NFL will be um, trading right at the deadline. Um, you've got teams who are buying because they're potential candidates. They might be able to compete this year. There's plenty of those. And there's also some who are not perhaps having the best of seasons. They've got a few older guys. They've got some guys who are nearing the end of their contracts. You know, it might be a good idea to ship them, to trade them away. So we've got buyers and sellers. We're going to be having a look at um, some teams that are buying and some teams that are selling, giving us some moves, uh, giving you some moves that may happen just before the deadline. And obviously, as the deadline approaches, some crazy things will happen. Some teams will, might get a little bit panicky. They might start throwing around a few crazy deals. Uh, and we have seen a few crazy deals in the past. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, not quite on the deadline, but close to it. He ended up uh, moving from the Carolina Panthers to the 49ers. And also, um, we saw Bradley Chubb make a move from Denver Broncos to the Miami Dolphins. Um, so yeah, we could be in for for some some for some great uh, trades before the deadline. Um, Harry, why don't you kick us off uh, with one of yours first? Buy and sell in. Who are you going for? Just before that, Ash, quick. I just wanted to spend a little bit of time um, now that we're we're well into the season, into week seven, approaching halfway, uh, which is kind of scary. But we thought we'd uh, we'd maybe have a look at uh, some of our predictions in the off season. See how they're doing. Uh, see how stupid we're looking at this stage. And actually, one of our preseason episodes was um, me and Ash drafted uh, the NFL teams with the aim of of accumulating the most wins at the end of the season. There's a there's a forfeit as well. Go check out that episode if you haven't. Um, but but basically, I mean, there's not actually that much to to um, to talk about because if I just pull up the sheets here. Um, Ashley, I've added up. We've added up the total wins we're both on so far. Um, Ashley, you definitely you drafted the better at the start. You went Chiefs and 49ers as your first two picks. Only three losses between them. Um, I was with the Bills and the Bengals. Six. Um, they've got three losses each. Then, but then I think I started to win towards the end of the draft. Ashley, currently on fifty-three wins, and quite amazingly, I am also on fifty-three mm. wins. So it it's neck and neck. Um, little update on that. Um, but in terms of actual, maybe some tangible predictions that we made, we did the pre-season, uh, the our annual show that we do uh, four offenses that will be better uh, in the next season. Um, I went with the Bucks and the Chargers. Um, which 
been very hit and miss so far. The Bucks' offense has been basically the same; has had the same issues. Um, cannot run the ball, and and um, all the issues that stem from that basically has kind of looked up and down. But we've we've not been scoring points. It's looked very similar to last year. Overall, to be honest, and the Chargers, my analysis is, was correct in some ways. They have uh, Justin Ger- uh, Justin Herbert's average depth of target has increased. They've been more explosive and they've been able to run the ball more. I would say the offense has improved from last year still, but it's it's not firing all, all all cylinders. Justin Herbert's had a dodgy couple of weeks, to be honest. Certainly compared to his standards, and I don't think Callum Moore would be happy overall with the start that they've made um so yeah not not the best two picks from me ashes was maybe a couple of safer picks and mm. um, washington commanders and the houston texans texans has been a great shout they've looked so good so far cj stroud obviously uh, broke the the rookie record for uh, most passes thrown without an interception to start your career um, and then Commanders have looked better this year. They've been up and down them themselves. You said in that episode, Howell is going to shine. Uh, I think he's shown flashes. I wouldn't say he's shining so far, but yeah, I, I would say you're in the lead. With that one, we both had the 49ers offense as a week one storyline that would persist, uh, persist. Check out that episode if you've not. Um, 49ers offense scored 30 plus points in the first five games, but only 18 in... Each of the uh, only seventeen in each of the last two, so I mean that looked good for a while. The 49ers offense should be fine, but um, yeah, there's some some preseason predictions there just uh, to keep track, and um, I don't, not doing too great so far, but could be worse. I let's yeah, get into I think you're um, right with on. the with, yeah, I've definitely went for the safer picks with the Texans and the Commanders, so not really too much of surprise. Um, I will say that. The way in which Stroud has performed has actually been pretty surprising, though. Like, how good he actually has been. Um, Yeah, just so clean in the pocket and and, uh, obviously only throwing that one pick. Uh, Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. And I've been impressed with everything I've seen from him as well. Sam Howell, again, you're right, showing flashes and stuff. Um, I think Ron Rivera isn't quite set on him. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. yeah, no, I was impressed enough. when you said Texans. I mean, it, it's it would have been a tough for them to get much worse than they were last year, sort of thing, like kind of bottom two or three in most metrics. But um, the leap that they have made, I think, is more than most people would have predicted. So you know, give yourself some props there. Yeah, thanks, man. Do it right thanks, now. Man. Um, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens with, with the charges. I think they're probably just doomed as long as Brandon Staley's in charge. To be honest. Um, yeah. No. Because I, yeah. I was fully. I was on that train. I was. I've been back in the most weeks, and they're, they're typical Chargers had some horrendous losses and not covering the spread and stuff like that. I'm. I'm. I'm taking a step back from any Chargers love for. Uh, <laughs> I think we've had at least the rest of the, maybe maybe right until Brandon Staley's gone, and they it's, can start yeah. again. It's just one of those like who else have we hated? We hated like Matt Rule at the Panthers. It's it's another one of those situations. I think maybe not quite it's as bad as Matt Rule, but um, no. Yeah. But Some in a way, it's worse because the expectations are a lot higher. Really. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's a uh, maybe he's our next head coach target. Um, that will that will try and get rid of. You, <laughs> you did it with Matt Rule. Your persistent work there paid off. So yeah, maybe watch out, Brandon Staley. <laughs> Yeah, I know all those um, NFL GMs listening to our podcast, just getting all yeah, of, of the best tips in the NFL. What do you expect? <laughs> so, right, I think it's time now for the actual episode, trade deadline. That's Harry cool. Discombe, um, yeah, uh, let's kick us off. Uh, who you got? Okay, my first buy is um, San Francisco 49ers. Everyone knows how good they are. Probably the toast of the NFC. Had a couple of dodgy weeks, just um, oh, a uh, as I said, as I mentioned, the offense before started off with 30-plus points in the first five. Uh, struggled the last two weeks against the Browns and then the Vikings. Um, stacked team. Obviously, the biggest weakness is the offensive line. Um, they've got PFF's 24-ranked line, um, which I mean makes it quite impressive what they, they have been able to do on offense. Right side has been the issue. Uh, looked quite bad, really, altogether against the Vikings. Trent Williams was out, obviously. You don't need to worry about that left side too much. But um, if if they want to take it all the way to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, and obviously it nearly got there last year, but I think there has been a few issues with Purdy's play in recent 
in recent weeks. His turnover-worthy play rate is actually, I think, top five, um, if you sort it by uh, minimum snaps played. Um, so there should be a... Um, the 49ers should be buying. They should be buying O-line because this is their window. Yeah, they, they bought last year, as you've already mentioned, they gave up a lot of... Um, a lot of picks for Christian McCaffrey, um, but I mean that's paid off. They don't regret that a single bit, do they? So they've got um, they've got a few compensatory picks, or they it looks like they will have them. So they they should have the draft capital to at least pick up some competition for that right side of the line. Their right tackle Colton McKivitz, um, I think he's in his third year. He's had a fifty-eight point five pass block grade. 54.5 run block grade, so he's, he's not really excelling in any facet. Maybe they'll look to your team, actually, the Arizona Cardinals, for a, a pretty rare intra-division trade. Obviously, the Cardinals are the Cardinals this year. They've got the youth movement. Kyler Murray's not been there, so they'll be happy to, um, you know, get the capital they can for their rebuild, half-rebuild, whatever you want to call it. Veteran right tackle Kelvin Beecham. Been demoted to backup this year. Obviously, you drafted Paris Johnson Jr. sixth overall. Um, so maybe he could be that guy to come in and maybe not start straight away, but he's at least um, providing some experience, maybe pushing Colton McKivitz on a little bit motivation-wise. Um, or or he, he could have come in straight away and probably be playing at a a better level than, than Colton McKivitz is at the minute. Beecham has had a pass blocking grade of at least 70 since his rookie year uh, every year since his rookie year sorry um and there's some 80 85s in there as well he's been a very very solid right tackle for basically his whole career um, and his, his contract is up at the end of the year at Arizona so surely they'll be happy to take what they can unless Ashley um you think that you would rather keep uh, go for, which would you rather do yourself Rather keep him for his veteran presence and maybe guide that rookie right tackle um, and not help out their division rivals for what wouldn't be much conversation. Ultimately, in the end, it would be a, a sixth rounder, I would have thought. Yeah, it's an interesting point there. I mean, straight away when you were sort of talking about it, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it makes 100% sense. Like, you've already sort of seen how we're not really too worried about what we're getting in like um, when we traded Isaiah Simmons um, for a seventh it was a bit like wow Um, it's just like we don't really care about the players that have been drafted under time clearly we're just going for a complete fresh approach but I mean it is what you're saying perhaps not giving and beach him to a rival but we're nowhere really near able to compete like I don't think it's really going to make much impact we've now just drafted Paris Johnson Um, again you can say keep somebody like Belton there to that experience but again it's not really that much of an issue I think I think we 100% would be dealing him and I think it's a a pretty decent um, it would be a decent pick up for the 49ers as well as you correctly said I mean he's sort of been very very solid over the past uh, few years I mean the Cardinals um, offensive line has been pretty woeful um, for quite some time now but Belcham himself has been one of the the better candidates over on the right hand side Um, so yeah I think it makes complete sense it's not going to be a lot for the 49ers to to give up to get him we're just going to be adding more draft cap capital which which we want to um so yeah it makes sense he's not even playing right now we've got paris johnson who's been okay in his rookie year um so yeah for me it ticks all the boxes and uh, the 49ers have to do some improvement on that o-line um you know if it wasn't for trent williams you know i think you said that it was ranked 24th um, according to pff the o-line if it wasn't for trent williams that's got to be up there with one of the worst in the league like it's pretty yeah. dreadful outside yeah. of trent williams um so yeah, I think they have to if they want to be um, actually taking that next step. I think they've got to be adding it on the offensive line. Like I was thinking, what's going to stop him? I even wrote an article and was saying, can anybody stop the Forty ers Since that article, they've lost two in a row. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's. <laughs> but you know, I thought it would be injuries would thwart them, and that's exactly what happened. They lose Trent Williams, yeah. and they've sort of gone to shit. Yes, Brock Purdy. Mm. It's weird. Brock Purdy's looked like MVP candidate at some points and then the next minute he's he's dreadful and he, he's throwing he's throwing picks in and he's losing games so it's it's a weird one but yeah I, there's no no disagreement there they have to improve that O-line 
Yeah, because I mean, a lot of your issues, like you've seen it with Buda Baker coming out as well, have kind of been cultural issues under the previous regime. Um, so, I mean, it might come down to, we don't know, really know what Beecham's like behind the scenes. It might be he's a, he's a big part of that team, whatever, but you, you'd be surprised if they bring him back next year. So you think it might as well pick up a little sixth or something. I reckon you should give us a, le- a, a seller now. A seller? Yes, a please. Seller. Please, I beg. Well, I, th- I think I think there is one an, an organisation that has been pretty diabolical over the last few seasons. Mm. I think you know who I'm talking about. The Denver Broncos. Mm. Denver yeah. Broncos. I mean, just an absolute shit show, really. All starting with, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett and then uh, Russell Wilson. Obviously, mm. Mister Unlimited. Obviously, a main feature of this podcast. We, I don't know. Do we love him? I was going to say we love him. We kind of do but we kind of don't um yeah we we love him but we don't respect him <laughs> i would say that <laughs> we care a lot basically <laughs> um, uh, but yeah um i think they've got to be sellers really they've got no really hope um for any success anytime soon um the, the, there's not a lot going for the franchise i think you know i was thinking about this earlier and, and you know i'm comparing it to somebody like the cardinals and I think you can see there's sort of a progress in what's going on with the new regime, etc. And I think there's clear steps to where we're going to progress. You can't really necessarily see that with the current sort of roster of the Broncos and the, the whole setup. I think they need a big refresh. And I think that starts with somebody like Jerry Judy, um, wide receiver who has not even had a thousand yard um season yet, um, drafted um, 15th overall, I believe. And, um, yeah, I think I think they should sort of think about trying to get rid of him. I don't think necessarily he's been bad. He's had some injury issues in the past, um, and I think yeah, I think you take that. I think that draft capital, and he could go to somebody like the Chief Kansas City Chiefs, um, because even though they they're currently six and one, and they've already got a host of talent in, in the past catching core. You know, Travis Kelsey, obviously. To me, there isn't really a WR one there. Is there? You know, you've got. The likes of Sky Moore, Rashid Rice, Kadarius Tony. I think Rashid Rice has probably shown the most promise thus far. Um, mm. But the question marks around in the likes of Sky Moore, Tony, and there's just not they're not not being utilised. And you can argue, okay, then maybe they don't even need them. Really, you got Travis Kelsey, but I think adding in somebody like Jerry Judy, somebody like Mahomes, there, um, just a, an offense that is going to work could really be beneficial for somebody like Judy and you could actually get the best out of him and, and so showcase his talents. Um, for me, that's a move which would really make the Chiefs, I mean, top contenders. We already know how good they are. They've won, I think they've, they've won their last six in a row after their week one loss to the Lions. Um, but even strengthening even more, getting that clear WR1 would really massively help. And I know you've said that the, the Chiefs offense is just waiting to get going. I think we could have started to see that especially against the Chargers um, mm. but I think yeah just somebody like him would really really elevate it a step further yeah and I mean uh, looking even beyond I'm guessing 2021 2022 2023 is he under contract for another year after this um, yeah maybe one more yeah so I mean it's they got to look beyond this year as well. And, and the trade could make sense. Travis Kelsey is still racking up, you know, 150-yard games and, and looking like Travis Kelsey, but he's, what, 35 now? He's, he's missed a bit of time this, this year. And, and it went that week one loss to the Lions showed how important he is and, and, and what they aren't offense without him might look like. So um, they're going to have to they're gonna have to spend capital at, at the receiver position all it um, takes is an injury to Kelsey, doesn't it? And and then you know they're going to struggle. Yeah, and in the postseason, you know, maybe someone takes him away, and then you're relying on these other players who have had a lot of drops. The only thing I would say is I, I Jerry Judy, I just put him straight in that same category with with the other guys I've got in the, the same sort of level. Where um, Bond, I'd say he's, he's had, a step above. I, he, I don't know though. Um, 972 yards for six touchdowns last year. Okay, not the best, but in that Broncos mm-hmm. offense, that situation, absolute shit show. I don't think it's too bad, really. I know it's not great, but considering the circumstances. Yeah, no, I, maybe he has shown a bit more, but I, I just put him in the same category where, like Sky Moore and, and Rashi Rice, only um, only a rookie, obviously, but he's got the physical ability there. He's got the potential, but he's just. 
Um, you can't rely on him. He's had a few issues with drops and obviously getting on the field. But it just and it kind of feels like I don't know. I feel like it would make more sense for them to go with uh, for someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who obviously has only just gone to the Titans, but um, they can be seen as sellers themselves. And Definitely. I think you're looking for uh, like someone more reliable than Jerry Judy sort of thing. I'd feel like in that offense. He'd be very, he'd be very hit and miss. He would make the big plays and be a deep threat downfield, but they need someone they can rely on. DeAndre Hopkins could be available for a um, for a similar price. He still still looks very like he still looks like an elite wide receiver to me. To be fair, not putting up the numbers in that Titan offense um, this year, but They've if you can get him for a similar price. Yeah, exactly. If you um, if you get him for a similar price, I know he's not he's, he's older, but he's he's still only thirty one. Yeah. I feel like, See I feel like I, not that Judy would not make sense, but it kind of yeah. feel like more the same, a bit more of a gamble. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I mean, but yeah, you go, you're talking about Broncos sellers, you know, that they're, they're the sort of player, you know, they've also talked about maybe Cortland Sutton as well, you know, potentially going him, would you trust him more than, than Judy, maybe a bit more of an experienced head on the, there, you know, he's got the ears behind him more so than Judy, hasn't he? Yeah. For the for the Chiefs, maybe it would make sense with the with the situation they're in because I mean they have got the Chiefs have got the mouths. It's just that no one is is reliably doing it sort of thing. No one's mm-hmm. kind of building that chemistry with um with Patrick Mahomes. But I kind of think maybe I would even still go with Jerry Judy because the ceiling is higher. We've seen like you say before that Broncos offense has been terrible since he's been there, and, and even if it. If the external factors weren't as they were, you often see a player with as much natural talent as he can. If he gets into a different scheme and just to like get away from a bad situation, then I think the, the rewards could definitely be there. You're not going to be paying too much for him as well. So I, I, I wouldn't hate the move here. I just I don't know if it makes complete sense. Yeah, it depends on obviously what the Broncos would be willing to trade him away for. Um what you're thinking, maybe a two, maybe a two and a three or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, maybe an, a, I think a two would be a bit rich for him, really. Um, um, at this stage, especially with the injuries as well. Um, and what is only under contract for another year and a half. So, I don't know. I really struggle with trade values. Um, mm, it's well, yeah, especially with real life sort of NFL trades. They always yeah, seem to be no. a lot lower. I'm quite surprised usually when I see it. Like, oh, people go for absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, contracts have a lot to maybe do like with a it. three then. Yeah. yeah, if you say that depends on the contract as well. But after the contract yeah. is quite nice though. He's still on his rookie contract, obviously. Um, I could see it. Maybe I see. Um, isn't a Renfro I've I've seen as a potential trade candidate uh, for a few teams? I could I could kind of see that making sense for Chiefs for the same sort of reason. Like he's always going to be where Mahomes wants him to be. Like, I could see him sort of just being someone that Mahomes trusts, sort of thing. Someone who's there on third down, and if, mm-hmm. if Kelsey's gone, then he's someone that you're relying in a, in a sort of big spot. That's the sort of role he played under Derek Carr, um, or maybe even Marquis. Brown. A lot of talk about Hollywood Brown. To be fair, um, I think I don't know if necessarily would would trade him. Like, I think I think that a lot of us is sort of waiting for that Kyler um, Hollywood link up again. Um, he's still relatively young and he's yeah. having a decent season. Um, but that is one obviously that has been talked about as well as well to the Chiefs. Probably more so Hollywood Brown than Jerry Judy. I again, uh, yeah, I could. I think the Judy one makes makes like more sense. I think that's more likely to happen, sort of thing. But um, I, I think the Chiefs should. They've got the draft capital. They're not really like made massive trades, have they? In in recent years, they've got the defense now as well, looking like a, a top five defense already in the year, which normally is not the case for them. So I I think they should be aggressive, absolutely, because there's no reason they 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 look like the best team in the world. It, uh, in the world, yeah, in the league, whatever. But um, and it would be what seven and zero if if that first game against the Lions, if somebody could have just kept on the drops were insane. Yeah, but in that. awful, wasn't it? So bad. Oh, yeah, no, um, no, definitely, definitely. I like it. I will give you my sellers now, if that's all right. Yeah, let's hear it. Only three and four, but in a very tough division are the Washington Commanders. Obviously, got the mm. Eagles and the Cowboys one and two in the NFC East. 
damn hell your boy has flashed so far. Um, but, you know, he's far from cementing himself as as a long-time starter there. And, and at least it looks like it. Realistically, they're not doing anything this year, are they? Um, not past the wild card round. No. So, what can they do? Um, Montez Sweat and Chase Young's contracts are both up at the end of the year. That defensive line, we all know, is is deep, is, is very talented. Insane. Um, but maybe you, you, with them two contracts up at the end of the year, the rest of the D-line already carries a cap hit of over $40 million for next year. They've only got one franchise tag to use, obviously. Um, so to sign these both to long-term deals seems a bit um, a bit unrealistic to me and a bit a bit stupid. You're spending a ridiculous amount of your cap just in one position unit and they might kind of have to kind of change in team-building mantra as They've got an insane D-line already and it's not translating into a, a lot of wins. Is it the only thing uh the only thing I could think of against it is that Ron Rivera is um on the hot seat. Obviously he Eric B enemy's coming. That Rivera could I think he I think there's a great chance that Rivera is coaching is not coaching the commanders next year, so maybe he doesn't want to mm-hmm. give away that talent. And he's trying to cling on to his job, but you know, he's not the he's not the only one there. Maybe the GM, the owner gets involved. Because it would be insane, really, to let either of these players walk for nothing in the off-season. You have to get something for them now. Um, so I, I think maybe with Chase Young, you'd be looking... He, he's probably got maybe the highest ceiling there, but has showed you the lowest floor and has missed injury time as well. So um, I think I'd be looking to, to trade away Chase Young. And then if I was a buy-in team... Um, it, you know whether I've got a pass rush already or not. To be honest, I would be looking to add Chase Young. Uh, we know how important uh, that D line is and depth on that D line. The Eagles have demonstrated how effective that is and, and how necessary that is. Um, so I'd definitely be looking to 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 inquire about Chase Young. His his contract's up at the end of the year, as I say, so it wouldn't be too expensive. We say our struggle with um with trade value sort of thing. This is one that I just have no idea about at all to be honest like his contract's up at the end of the year so uh, he, you know, they could be facing getting nothing for him so they might be happy yeah. to kind of just get you know something but also he's a he's a player who's shown himself to be elite but not consistently he's missed a lot of time as well like so tough so tough it feels like maybe a second to be too much but mm. uh, you would have thought but, so I think yeah you, you're looking at again a, a three or a four, four. Too little. Fourth seems too little. It like, does seem too, it. for somebody like not. Chase Young, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, you know. Like, I think that is that injuries thing that is the main thing. Um, uh, I think oh, I was just think sort of thinking that you know they were going to wait until and see if they he could keep fit this year, and he has done. He's performed well still. Um, six sacks, um, twenty four hurries, thirty five pressures um, already. Um, so he, he's he's doing well. And you're thinking perhaps then they think about offering him a contract. Um, but it, as you said, it doesn't make sense. You have got Jonathan Allen there, Devon Payne. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to keep him. And then you you got to get that the trade capital in really, especially yeah, since yeah they're, they're not ready to compete, are they? I mean, I'd call it probably like a soft tank um, at the minute. Um, they're a, they're a couple of years away. You feel like uh, at least so. Yeah, um, who have you seen him potentially go to? Which uh, any yeah, potential so candidates? Just myself looking at um, looking through the teams. The the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are two that I came up with. Both are in the bottom ten in terms of sacks uh, sacks that they've accumulated this year. Both are leading their division, um, but you know they're not instant conference favourites. It looks like they're going to need a bit of help to compete in that conference title and to go all the way, especially in the case of the Falcons. That Jaguars defence, I didn't rate at all at the start of the year. They've shown themselves to be to be better than um, better than many expected, I think, but they're still missing a pass rush, uh, pass rush. Trayvon Walker's not shown much this year, so I could see them going in for Chase Young. Why, mm. why, why wouldn't they? If it, I... I really feel like this trade needs to happen. Yeah, Trayvon Walker hasn't necessarily sort of lived up to the to that hype of. He, he ended up going first overall, didn't he? Over Aiden Hudson, yeah. which is pretty crazy. That feels um, like overthinking, to be fair. Like, mm. Aiden Hudson was just like. It wasn't like monstrous, but it just felt like the perfect 
prospect. Like, dude, accumulated sacks. He was such a good like hard worker, and everyone had so much good shit to say for him and playing for a big team, all that stuff. But uh, it seems like they they maybe overthought that slightly. For sure. Still yeah, fun. I think Still- yeah, definitely. It's, they should get um, that would definitely make sense if they went for Chase Young. I've seen the Dolphins as well. Obviously, just adding even more. I think the Dolphins have been pretty good anyway, but. Who, they've done it before. There's what's the harm in adding even more quality? I mean, that would really take them to the next level. I'd feel. Um, you yeah, know, clearly the, Dolph- the Dolphins aren't like all that either. Like yeah, like um, obviously oh, lost probably. to the Eagles last time out. So yeah, I think the Dolphins are another good uh, team, and they've, they've done it before. They've made that late deadline um, trade. Yeah, I could see it. To be honest, like I say, any team could do a bit of pass rush and help. Um, maybe the Ravens as well as a, as a team you could throw out there. But any team that's in contention, um, if you or like, even if you're only on the bubble of contention, but you've got maybe cap space to spend in the future, and you like Chase Young and you believe in him, then then get him for for maybe. For for cheap now, maybe get him for a fourth, so you don't have to to worry about if they tag him in the off season or or trying to fight other teams in free agency, get a leap on him, sign him up to that long term deal, and you've got yourself a very talented pass rusher. Mm. We'll see what happens with that though. Who is your buyers? Buyers. Who is my buyers? I forgot. Who do they say? Oh yeah, someone you've literally just mentioned as a potential buyer, actually. Oh yeah, and I oh, think yeah. this would be this would be I, a crazy one, and I'd actually love be it to happen. Do you know? I kind of would love it, and I would hate it. Yeah, yeah, and that would be Derek Henry moving to the Baltimore Ravens. Well, I mean, that would be unbelievable. Think of Lamar and Derek Henry just charging that, at you. Stupid. It would Pretty be stupid. stupid really. mm. And then, I mean, Lamar's been very, very good in the air as it is. I mean, look what he did against the Lions. Um, so yeah, I mean Derek Henry. I think I think that would really that would it'd be like sort of what the 49ers did when they traded for Christian McCaffrey. Really, yeah. um, similar similar flashes of that. And even though Derek Henry's what twenty nine now, hadn't you what you think is the end of his sort of elite level uh, as a running back? He's still showing it. There's still he's not really showing so much signs of mm-hmm. slowing down. We literally yeah. said earlier how bad that Titans offensive line is. Probably the worst in the league. I think PFF have them ranked last. Um, yeah, probably. And yeah, and he's still. I think he's averaging four point three two yards per carry, something along those lines. Um, so yeah, for me, um, that would just really take him to the next level, especially since J.K. Dobbins got injured week one. Um, pretty sure he's out for the year. Um, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards have been sort of sharing the workload at the minute, and obviously Lamar's always going to be a threat in the wrong game. But yeah. Think how good King Henry would be in that Ravens offense. I think that would really take him to that next level. Well, I think of the ridiculous things Derek Henry has done over the last, you know, half decade or however long, um, and it's been again. It's been for that Titans team that I mean, their run blocking has generally been good apart from the last couple of years. But it's against the Mike Vrabel's team that everyone knows what they're going to do. Everyone knows it's smash mouth football. Everyone knows it's run it with Derek Henry. That's what they're all about. So if then if if he could go to an offense where, especially now with this new Monk and Ravens offense, uh, where they're spreading the ball about a bit, and Lamar Jackson is, is looking really comfortable in the pocket, making all the throws, and um, hints of his MVP year, you know, if he if he had a bit more help from his receivers, so you you put Derek Henry in that offense where it's going to be a balanced offense then the hole should be even bigger for him you start to wonder like what he can do or at least that's going to counteract the effects of of aging for a little while at least um i i did i said i didn't i kind of want to see it kind of don't want to see it because like, i don't know derrick henry is just tennessee titans to me i just like it just makes sense it's perfect i kind of i'd like to see him retire there but prospect of lamar this passing game and Derek Henry as well. Yeah, cool. You love Lamar and the Ravens. I do, I do. I've got a very soft spot for for the Ravens. So yeah, let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. The only thing is that like, who's paying anything really for a running back now? And yeah. and like, he's so big a part of the Titans' identity. Like, is it is it worth it for them? Even if they're you know not realistically competing this year. I mean, I think it's it's got to be done. It's got to be done for me. You 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 want to be serious, Ravens? Make it happen. 
make it happen right now. Do we? Um, do you know Derek Henry's contract situation? I know. I should have checked that before, probably. Yeah, I'm currently very quickly googling Spot Rat. He, okay. What what? What does that mean when it's now in orange? I think um, he has. I don't know. I understand why the um, the next two years of his deal are like fully not guaranteed or whatever. He basically it doesn't have a cap hit or anything. So hold on. Um, yeah. One day ago, um, it wouldn't be surprising for the Titans to explore trade running back Derek Henry. He's in the final year of a four-year contract. Uh, these must be like voidable years or whatever, whatever they call it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be getting much back for him. But I mean, if I was a Ravens, I think it'd literally worth getting a third, but like giving up a third for him. Hundred percent. They would. I think that would literally. They could definitely. They're getting the super, going to the Super Bowl if they if they trade for him. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would regard them as as. Uh, Maybe behind the Chiefs as Super Bowl favourites, um, if if they brought in Henry. Oh, it'd be beautiful. It's gotta happen. Be... Let's make it happen. Right. Right. Does that um that's all that's all our buyers and sellers, isn't it? Yeah, we had a few little other things. We'll have a, should we have a little uh, Thursday night football? There's a night football um, prediction, and we also had a best spread bet for the weekend as well. Yeah, sure. I hate only having one screen. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, just talk about Bills Bucks for two minutes because it's. Yeah, I'm not going to get it out before it starts. Yeah, we might as well just put it in though. Just why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right, so that will wrap up our buys and sellers segment. Currently recording on Thursday. Approaching midnight, we're an hour and 15 minutes away from Thursday night football. Bucks at Bills. The spread is nine and a half. Both teams coming off a uh, pretty ugly loss, to be honest. Um, what are we what are we thinking about this one? Have the Bucks got a chance, Ashley? Because I'm not I was pretty. Me. I was pretty surprised that the spread was that big, to be honest, when I, when I, I saw was, it. I, I was saying to, um, to Reese, who's a Bills fan, like... Uh, I don't know, the last time I was this not confident for a game, it must have been before Brady um before Brady came over, like years ago. Um but then I like I looked at the spread and yeah, like nine and a half oh it's it's now ten. It's it's gone out to ten. Um yeah, we I do have a couple of players. That really. out, but, um, yeah, that was yeah, the only cool. thing I saw is because Vita Vea is probably not playing and Baker Mayfield and Chris Godwin are banged up. But they are expected to suit up, aren't they? So yeah, I'm no, thinking that spread is pretty big. Like the Bills have been pretty shaky. Just lost against the Pats, um, and lost against the Jags. Like I don't know. It does seem a bit big to me. Yeah, I mean uh, Vita Vea's game time decision as well. He's not practiced all week, but you know we'll see. Matt Filer's out on the offensive line, mm. but um, you know he's not exactly been great, sort of thing. Um, our O-line's been great at pass protection anyway. We've literally been a top five, at least, pass protection group, which it's not insane. a lot of people would have expected at all, no. I didn't, um, not at all. No, and then, and then you know, Dawson Knox is um, is out for the Bills. I, I think, yeah, with the with the, um, with the the Bills coming off a few dodgy weeks, and uh, I was going to stay away from this game, but I'll probably take that plus 10 for sure. I was going to, yeah, but I was checking the... There's a consensus thing um, online, and there's a lot of the handicappers who have um, been tipping it, and basically all of them are doing the Bucks. Um, at, not the Bucks, sorry, the Bills um, spread uh, and, minus. And so that's sort of swaying me. Hmm. What do the experts know? I don't know. Tennis massive, yeah. Know, but it's just it, it's different because it's literally. Like, I think there's like one one on the list there was like one handicap I weren't going for. I was just like, mm, that's that swayed my decision. But I'm literally thinking the same. Like, Bills have not been that good. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I, Ra- <laughs> Ravens are Cardinals. The Cardinals are plus nine and a half. I mean, you are at home, but and you kept it close, but. Feels mm. like there's more of a golf between those two teams than. I mean, they the absolutely Bears smashed were, the Lions. The Bears are um, 
plus eight and a half away to the Chargers with Justin Fields is probably not going to be back. So, ten, yeah, ten feels big. Like, Thursday night football of both teams on a short week sort of thing can be ugly. I mean, it generally mm. is ugly on, on Thursday night football. Um, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm, fuck it. I'm, I'm on that plus ten. Bucks. Man. I might We're on the Bucks. We're on the Bucks. Yeah, I'll do it as well. Mm. I'll do it. And and to be fair, that me that'll make my night more entertaining. I'm not gonna not not realistically gonna win. Can we keep it within ten points? The over yeah. under is forty three, which I mean, that feels a bit high for me. Maybe. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. Our, our defense was very poor actually against the Falcons. We can we can stop them at all. Mm. We, we actually we were very lucky against the Falcons. That it was only three points in the end. They fumbled oh. like. I don't want to do it now. <laughs> See, oh, it's so hard, isn't it? It's so difficult. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe this means that they've got it right. Um, I'm going to be I'm gonna be taking a stab at the plus 10. Plus 10. Um, All right, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do it. Um, so, what yeah, about the weekend? Any... What? Go on. Just give a little prediction then for the game. Uh, what, a score prediction? Yeah. Summary, is there any weather about... I shouldn't be asking you tough questions like that on the spot. <laughs> um, I'm gonna let's say there's no weather about. Um, there's going to be a few dodgy turnovers. Bit of an ugly game. Twenty thirteen bills. Twenty thirteen bills. Mm-hmm. Which is well under the under. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. Don't mind that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah, twenty five. <sighs> Oh god, I really don't know. Twenty-five <laughs> seventeen. Okay, okay, okay. Give me one, Ash. What about for the weekend? Are there any spreads that we're maybe a bit more confident on? Um, I like the Chiefs minus seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right with you there. Against the Broncos, um, yeah. Broncos stink. Um, Chiefs Again, look like, like they're going. Why is that spread less than less than ours? I don't. Uh, I don't well, it's not an arrowhead, but even still, and like right. Denver are better. And, hey, Denver are better at home, but come on. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs are never as good against the spread as you like as you think. Uh, mm. Record against the spread not that great, but um, I'm I'm more than happy to take seven. They points. won like nine points. Was it nine? I think it was nine points. They won eight or nine points. They won at Arrowhead. So obviously they're thinking away. That's gonna yeah yeah, yeah. make okay, sense. That makes sense. But yeah, I feel like there's. I feel like there's much more chance of Chiefs beating the Broncos by a touchdown or more than them not doing, basically. So Yeah, I'd be going um, Chiefs minus seven. Uh, I want another um, away favourite. Um, a bit closer this time. I'm going to Saints minus one at the Colts. Ooh. Obviously, going to be Gardner Minshew there. I think, I'm not sure because I've not I've not really looked at the spreads all week. I don't know how much it's changed, but the Saints injury report is kind of ridiculously long. But um, when you look into it a bit more, you see their beat writers or whatever, there's a bit of illness going about. I don't think too many of them are going to be ending up missing the game. Um, so, you know, I expect that spread to maybe widen before Sunday. Um, Saints have been pretty bad. Saints have been bad, and and um, the Colts have been in every game. They just had that weird ass game with the um, Cleveland Browns that they should have won about fifteen times. Um, mm. But I think I think the, the Saints offense, like I said it about the Chiefs um, last week, which I mean you can trust it more with the Chiefs, obviously. But their their offense is just going to go off uh, one week. It just is going to work. Um, like different parts have been working at different times, and. Um, you got to respect that it's a new quarterback coming into a new system and all that, but Michael Thomas has looked good at times. Alvin Kamara mm. is definitely not Alvin Kamara, but um, he still has explosive skills. Uh, Alave, what's just happened to Alave? Chris Alave's been arrested or something, hasn't he? What? I haven't even seen that. Oh, shit, no. It was... Um, was he speeding or something? He, he was arrested and uh, he was like telling the cops, oh, yeah. oh I'm, um, I'm a Saints. I'm a Saints player, man. <laughs> he was driving 70 in a 35 mile per hour zone, according to this headline. And their body cam footage was like, I play for the Saints, man. Um, 
So I don't know. That means that he's going to be all right to play this weekend, doesn't it? But then there might be a there might be an investigation and a yeah, it'll probably be like fine. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Saints for me, I come not. What is it? Um, their Saints are minus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't like it. I don't like it. I think the Colts, as you say, have been in every game. They've the Colts have been kept keeping it tight. Look good against the Browns. I mean, uh, Saints. I don't have enough faith. For me, that's not. That's not going to be one of the ones that. I'm certain about. Do you know what I mean? Well, would you um, would you like? Do you think you'd be on the Colts plus one sort of thing, or is it just is this one you're not sort of sure about? It's one I'm not too keen on. But if anything, I'd probably more lean. Oh, actually, I don't know. I know. I just think the Colts' defense kind of kind of fallen apart. They just conceded um, seventy five points the last two weeks. Um, Jonathan Taylor's and, uh, back like, though, and I don't hate Gardner Minshew. I think he's. Yeah, he's he's bloody play. Zach Moss is missing this week, which obviously it doesn't matter as much. We got um, Jonathan Taylor there, but he's it's still like the NFL's second or third lead in Russia on the year, so it'll, it'll definitely have, have some sort of impact. Uh, I just I think the Saints are a better team than the Colts, to be honest. Um, yeah, especially with Gardner Minshew there, and like I say, I, that that Saints offense they put thirty four points up against. The Pat, so I think it's gonna it's gonna come good at some point. Um, so, I'm staying yeah. away from them now, and I, to be fair, I've been. I think the Saints will probably have been a lot better than they have shown the last few weeks. But yeah, for me, I'd be staying away from that at the minute. Yeah, I mean they they have just they've lost the last two games by a touchdown each. So it's I'm not gonna be piling into them, but I, it feels like the spread's a little bit too short for me. Little Fair public enough. service announcement, um, just for anyone who might not know, because I didn't realise until a couple of days ago. In the UK, the um, did the clocks go back so forward or something soon? Because um, all the games this were at five weekend. o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, starting normal time tonight, and then this weekend everything's an hour earlier. So yeah, from six instead of six, it's at five. There was a, actually five. a little thing earlier about how there's a. We get an extra hour in bed, and all the thirty-two teams are on. We've got an, it's an hour earlier, so the NFL isn't on as late. So it's pretty nice mm-hmm. for NFL UK fans right now. That's beautiful. Wait, is there no buys? No buys this week. No. Why do teams? Why do they make teams have a buy in week five and then have no buys this week? And they had like seven teams on buy last week, but none this week. <laughs> Weird, mate. Doesn't make anybody sense. Um, Quite weird. There's no like blockbuster games really this weekend. There's quite a lot of kind of big spreads. Bengals at 49ers there. Bengals plus four. Um, but I mean, with the way both teams are played, you're expecting the Niners to come out of that one. Yeah, but have you seen Brock Purdy? Um, he's in concussion protocol, so he's not expected oh, to play. Yeah. Bit of Sam. Oh, he's not expected to play. A bit of Sam Darnold action then. Well, they're saying that the last quarterback who had concussion and. Um, Still played in the same week was Kenny Pickett, and that was like last year, but yeah. quite a while ago. So it last recently, I think. Obviously, after the tour thing, they've been really, really careful with it. Um, I think with the Forty Niners, their own injury situation, especially at quarterback or their history, sorry, um, especially at quarterback, they they shouldn't really be risking stuff. They've got what five wins under their belt already, so I don't know. It's a big game, but you know it's not an NFC game. I just stick Sam Darnold in there. I yeah, Brock Purdy's not even actually been that great. He's got one of the highest turnover-worthy play percentages in the league. Yeah, yeah we want to see a bit of Sam Darnold action. Wow, well, Sam yeah. Darnold back. That'd be pretty crazy. I've seen a lot of people like um, the Eagles again at the Commanders to cover the spread. The um, what is it? Is it? I think it's five and a half, maybe. Um. I think it. They to be fair, the commanders yeah, took them to overtime. They're, well, the commanders can take them to overtime. Mm. That's what I can't. I can't know what I'm getting out of watching the commanders. Like with that D line we spoke about earlier, you don't know if they're gonna shut up an offense for you know uh, most of a most of a game, and you don't know if Sam Howell, Sam Howell keeps popping up and making some insane plays, and they've got that receiving call there that's really good. So. Mm. I can't, I, I can't trust them not to not to be annoying and keep it close. I think it was more so, obviously, again, uh, Eagles look very good against the Dolphins as well. 
backing yeah, um, AJ Brown to carry on that form. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're because they had a not a dodgy start or anything like that, but they're not a fluent start, especially yeah. compared to last year. So maybe yeah, maybe it's kind of rounding into it. They're becoming the team that they're going to become. Don't mind a little bit of, of Rams at Cowboys. Um, Rams are plus six, um, and the, the Rams results have been. Um, like I don't think they've demonstrated how well they have played, especially on offense. They keep they keep like accumulating yards and driving down the field, but they can't score touchdowns. Or whatever. Matt Stafford's playing some insane football, but um, but not getting. Yeah, he's only had like six or six touchdowns or something. Um, and that Cowboys that Cowboys secondary has not looked very good, obviously, since Trey Diggs has left. So mm, I, yeah, I, I reckon the Rams keep it. Obviously, close. yeah, the Cowboys haven't not looked convincing this year either um no. obviously flying start but lost to the cardinals 49ers yeah, no, took them apart and no need but one by three points against the Chargers. um yeah no so, yeah, I, the, I think that go on i think that might be my um my favorite pick uh spread of the weekend actually the yeah i'm rams looking at the rams and only kept it to seven points uh, against the 49ers beat the seahawks um Steelers did uh, cover the spread though last week, but yeah, I don't I don't mind that at all actually. Yeah, nice. That'll be a uh, joint pick of the weekend. Yeah, very nice. Oh. Very Devil's nice. Devils got a ten game home winning streak apparently though. Mm. Doesn't mean anything. All right, shall we well, wrap it up? Yeah, there? let's still win that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking in this. Yeah. Feels like the harder, we, the longer we get into the season, the harder it becomes to like make the which, picks. Do you know what I mean? Which is weird. Yeah, but you wouldn't. You would. You think it's the other way, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hmm. Right. Shall we end it there? Let's end it there. Do it. I'll get editing and then get watching some football. Nice. Nice. I've still I've been loading that Let's Ride drop since you've mentioned Russell Wilson's name. Oh. It's just not well. That is a shame. You wanna do an impression for us instead? Alright then. <laughs> Go on then. What's is it um is it country or county? Broncos country? It's country, yeah. Country. Yeah. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos <laughs> country, let's ride. <laughs> Okay, Broncos country, time. let's <laughs> ride. <laughs> that's, that's a great job. I, that's going to be the new drop from now on. There you we don't go. Need the, you need the original. <laughs> all right, all right. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. stuff. What? That's <laughs> 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 beautiful stuff. Um, oh. Thanks for listening to us today. Uh, for a bit of discussing this, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Ciao. I stole Ciao. yours. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you late?